Hey, little sister shotgun, oh yeah, hey, little sister shotgun, it's a nice day for a nice podcast or two. Yeah, this is like, this is like, ever try that bubblegum double bubble, where just in the name you think you're getting double the bubble for all your trouble? Well, this is like a double podcast bubble bubble. Hubble, telescope, Barney Rubble, Gubble. <sighs> I don't know what that meant to you. <sighs> let, let me try and explain it clearer and cleaner. Um, today, I am hijacking another guy's popular podcast. It's the second in the series. He did a two-hour interview with me, and I've chopped it up into four. I've taken, I've stolen his podcast from the internet, chopped it up, and put it here because I'm trying to cross-promote. People might not know about me being on his podcast or might not know about his podcast. So I figure since I'm half of the interview, he's doing half and I'm doing half, I thought I'd pull it. Put it in here for you guys to hear, and this is part two, a full half hour of me with Pete Holmes on You Made It Weird. It's the second part out of four. Here we go. It's the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Oh, boy. I picked the wrong week to stop doing my own podcast. Um, hey, we're back this week with, uh, I told you, uh, you know, a few podcasts back, uh, I did this other podcast with a gentleman named Pete Holmes. He has a uh, show on uh, TBS. He follows Conan. He has a talk show. He has a very popular podcast called You Made It Weird. And Pete asked me to come in and be on the show as a guest, uh, very uh, gracious to do so, and I had a great time talking to him, but I guess we kind of got into a lot of topics, and we ended up talking for over two hours. So I promised you guys I would hijack his podcast, play it on here, because you never get to hear me on the other side of the microphone being interviewed, and you might not like it, you might like it, I don't know, I, I think it... The reason I probably don't do a ton of these interviews is because they tend to get a little serious, and I like to keep it a little silly, but I think we got a good mix here. But Pete uh, Pete was a very good interviewer and was able to uh, open some provocative topics and carry, carry on uh, some great conversations, which I truly enjoyed. And uh, it was a little uh, out of my comfort zone. I usually don't, uh, you know, go down that street and get too in depth about my my thoughts but uh pete kind of brought it out of me and we had fun and and i thought you know geez i should share this with the pavement pounders let them uh, hear me on the other side of the microphone as i said so this is part two of uh what will eventually be a four-part thing because i'm only going to play a half hour per show 
when I do this. So if you want to hear the whole thing in its entirety, I'm going to start it and stop it right where it left off, but over four episodes. This, as I said, this is number two, and then we'll do the, another half hour uh, you know, a little ways down the road, and then we'll do the final half hour a little ways down the road. I just thought it would be something different, unusual, and, uh, you know, I've never done this before, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be the norm, but it's, it's a little uh, switch of gears. So I, I hope you uh, enjoy me because you, you come to my podcast, but I also hope you enjoy Pete Holmes. And uh, normally you don't play another guy's podcast, but I hope uh, in, the, in the spirit of sharing and caring and, uh, you know, passing on, uh, passing on good things, I hope uh, maybe, if nothing else, you become a fan of Pete Holmes' show and listen to his podcast as well. So it's a little cross-promotion for him, which I'm happy to do. And uh, so here we go. This is part two of me. Harlan Williams, on You Made It Weird, uh, the Pete Holmes podcast. I hope you enjoy. Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird, you made it weird, you made it weird, oh yeah. You made it weird, you made it weird, yes you did. You made it weird, oh yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's up, weirdos? I, I'm, I'm thrilled that Harlan Williams came in and made it weird, and I, I honestly can't think of a, a more ideal guest, somebody that was just incredibly willing and ready to just dive right in. And this is somebody that I only know from the stand-up scene. We do shows together, uh, you know, maybe once a month I'll see him. And, and he came into the studio, and he was just exactly what we want out of the show, just ready to go open, honest, and, and very, very funny. So let's not waste any time. All right. Harlan Williams, everybody. Harlan Williams. Um, you know, my, my friend's father it was one of the pioneers of that technology. He works for a company called Visage, which, uh, of course, is French. What, face, face recognition? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which I thought was so interesting. It's yeah. so funny. No matter what your dad does... Your son will think it's stupid because I was like, "What? You can look at?" It. And he was yeah. like, "Shut up, stupid!" Yeah. <laughs> like, he oh, just yeah. wants to go to the basement yeah. and play video games. But yeah, he does that, which is which is pretty wild. Yeah, that's amazing. But that goes back to the stick, and and meanwhile, we're developing cameras that in real time can tell who's what. Yeah, yeah. But you know what this means? What? The more things stay, the the more things change. The more they stay the same, right? We're gonna history is just gonna repeat itself. So in the past, yeah. Goofy costumes used to work. Like if you're gonna rob a bank, you'd put on like a fake nose and a mustache and be like, "Stick them up." And now that's ridiculous. But now the facial recognition, we're gonna see criminals with like fake rosy cheeks. There's still guys. There's still guys that do it. There was that guy (laughs) they just caught, I think, uh, late last year, called the old man bank robber no and he, he dressed was, up like an old man he was this guy that he, he he's ripped off like like 120 banks over the last eight years dressed as an as an old guy yes and they i think they just caught him like last year that's so you know it's funny that that came back first of all that's hilarious and then he played kyrie irving in one-on-one if you get that you're a young person <laughs> yeah no. kyrie irving is a basketball player he dressed up like an old person and went to like harlem and played basketball oh like, really pick up games it's very funny huh yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah. i don't i don't know that i did i wouldn't Somebody sent it to me. Anyway, I don't even know if I believe that, to be honest. I, you, you, when you watch it, especially as a show busies, you're going to watch it and be like, 
Mm, yeah. and, and they see the cameras. I mean, somebody not, has I'm to know something. It. Yeah. Is it mm-hmm. fun? Why we love bank robbers? Like yeah, we, we love love, em. love bank robbers. Love them. And is it? Does it? Does it? <laughs> Posters in the bedroom of bank robbers. Farrah Fawcett, the Duke brothers, bank robber, <laughs> the old guy. And there was a guy in Australia who used to dress up like Rod Stewart and go in. Really? Yeah, and rob banks. That means Rob Stewart. Rob Stewart, nice, <laughs> very nice. That means at some point, it was in Australia. Yeah, a, an Australian police officer was like, "Can we be certain it's not Rod Stewart?" Right, right. <laughs> but think, Acid wash jeans, sure. <laughs> who but Rod Stewart would assume that image? Yeah. But you're talking about the number, mm-hmm. our bank account, which which kind of blew my mind. You're right. We look at it. And it's just this belief system. It gives us comfort or it gives us panic. Now, right. believe it. If you don't have any money, you won't have any food. And you, that, that sure, becomes sure. very real. Right. But uh, I think that might be one of the reasons why we love bank robbers is because they're these people that are just like, fuck everything. They're these yeah. little viruses. Yeah. Like, it's one of those crimes that everyone seems to enjoy. Yeah. Well, I've said many times over the years to girlfriends <laughs> – because I think it would be a complete rush. Like, it would be a rush. I said, let's rob a 7-Eleven, but with fake guns. Yes. So no one gets hurt. But I want that. You know, I have fantasies with, with women. Sure. I would love to do the Bonnie and Clyde thing where you rob a 7-Eleven or whatever, someplace with a fake gun. Mm-hmm. There's no way anyone could get hurt mm-hmm. except you. You might get shot being an idiot doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you jump in the car. And you you ride, you know, you get like two hundred, three hundred dollars, but it's not it's not it's getting not the, the money. money. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's the it's the thrill of being with a hot chick. Uh, you're on the fly. You oh. go to a cheesy hotel. Yes. You make love. You roll in the money. You go buy <laughs> stupid stuff. You know, yeah. for about for about two three days, you would just be like, "This is awesome." Exactly. And then it, you, then you'd be over it. You'd be like, "That was the dumbest thing we've ever done." But just just that one night, right? If I could go to Fantasy Island, I think that would be it. Well, that was in the movie um, Ray Fiennes. Uh, uh, they sell. Someone listening to the podcast is yelling right now. Oh, what no. It is. It, I like the name of the movie. It's, it's that movie where they people put these things on their heads. Oh, and, the James Cameron movie, wasn't it? Was it? No. Anyway, sorry. You can like the, presumably in this movie, uh, you put I, I put a recorder on my head and then I go and do stand up. But okay. it, you're inside my body, and then you could buy the disc of the experience oh, of, okay. me, of being in my body. So it's like Avatar for like bad people. Yes, in the and city. it's yeah. older. Yeah, I remember it vaguely. Yeah. yeah, I forget what it's called. It came out with some really cool trailers and was very like futurist, and Wait, then it just bombed. End of. Strange days. Yeah. Yes, it I was just, gonna say kind of aided. I remember it. It, it. it looked like a neat idea, but then it never, never did well. See, and I was young enough where I was just like, "It's a movie, so it's great." Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I had no concept of like it didn't do well at the no, box office. Yeah. But then one of the things they do in that is uh, people do robberies. Yeah. And I look. One of the weird truths is that those things we're aware and society is aware that there's probably no better feeling. Than what you just described. One, that's one of like doing something wrong. Yeah. In fact, the, a society is the only thing that provides the opportunity to get those thrills. Yeah. I, t- I talk about this on stage. I'll open a drink in the supermarket and drink right. it before I paid for it. Yeah, I've done that. It's the last vestige of like because it's completely defensible. Yeah, and you know you're going to pay for you're it. So, pay as long as it. you don't drink the barcode, you're good. <laughs> if you drink that barcode, you're a thief. 
But as long as you don't mulch that up and pulp it if, down. If I do that and you come out dressed as a shop manager and go, don't drink that barcode, son. Yeah. I would laugh for about two days. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Because that's all it is. You, they don't care about the liquid. They just care about the barcode. Right. Well, Oh, God, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the next question. Oh, oh. <laughs> where we were going. So oh I just God. said, right. And right. I, I, I betrayed you, and no, I'm so I sorry. Like right. I like to be right. It's better than being the other way that I am normally. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing. Rules and breaking rules, it's, it's one of the great privileges that we have. Chimpanzees don't have that. Everything's allowed in the chimp society. Sure, yeah. Uh, so when I always think of Disney World. Disney World is one of the funnest places yeah. to do something wrong. Because right. it's so right. Everything yeah. is so structured and ordered. I broke into Epcot Center. Ooh. Or I stayed after it closed. I like it. Me and a friend. And it was like the most innocent thing. Wow. They just play a bell sound when you're supposed to leave at like yeah. midnight. And we, we just stayed. Where'd we, you stay? Like with the dinosaurs? Just, or where, where, where'd you hide? And cr- let's crawl in that dinosaur egg, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> the funny thing, there's no ghost protocol for people that stay in Epcot after it's closed. They just don't know what to do. And I mean that in a good way. First of all, we got in without tickets. I was performing there. Okay. And I did a show, and they wouldn't let me in. And uh, the woman was like, I'm sorry. She was like, she was probably like 16 years old, and you can see what city she's from on her name oh, tag. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry, I can't. And people are walking in going, hey, great show tonight. And I'm like, thanks. See, I, I work for the park, basically. Let me, please, look, because I would have bought a ticket. Yeah. But the ticket booth closes at like 5. The park closes at midnight. Midnight. Weird. So I'm like, That's I would have bought one earlier. Yeah. So I'll never forget it. I walked past. Uh, finally, they had to open the gate. It's me and uh, this other person for, that worked for Comic central they open the gate and for a woman with a baby and i just went in with them nice. and i was like amira come on and she came to and then the girl was like please please come back and i go i understand that's your official position and i will tell anyone that asks me that you tried to stop me but i'm not wow. gonna stop and then we just kept going wow and it like suddenly i didn't have any blood it was all adrenaline because yeah. I'm, I'm a super puss i don't break any rules i don't want to get anyone in trouble right, right and she didn't get in trouble by the way in case anyone's worried oh. i just got <laughs> uh, i wish she did tired of the log ride send her down oh, that's magical kingdom yeah. man she's yeah. tired of the educational like realistic china wow <laughs> Where, if you did the voice it would be okay in china oh thank you very much <laughs> that was like chinese elmer fudd there ah! Wascoy Wabbit, I'm going to stir fry your ass. <laughs> so, anyway, I, the, the point of the story is then I went around Epcot. Yeah. We stayed in late. We never got in trouble because every time we ran into somebody, they were like, you guys are supposed to go. And we're like, no problem. We're on our way out. You know, like we just. They kept, were that friendly? They like, couldn't have been friendlier. The security guards were like. First of all, no security. Oh. Second of all, all the rides are unlocked. We went in every building. Every building and wow. and the rides weren't running, but it was it was one of the most That's magical. Amazing. You want to talk about the magical? This yeah. and every pool I saw, I climbed the fence and jumped in the pool. So I'm like wet wow. and a little bit drunk, and it was the one of the greatest nights of my life. The wow. reason I told you that story is to tell you that like breaking rules, robbing banks, you robbing a bank, yeah. would be the best. Yeah, it. You're right. Yeah, we don't yeah. do it because you might die. You might get arrested, all these sorts of things. Yeah. But death and arrest, th- those are things in, in place to stop us from doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, you know, this is to make it even weirder, and I feel like this came up recently on the show, but a serial killer uh, 
wrote about how killing people was the biggest rush of his life. Good like Lord. very openly was like, I'm aware that it's wrong. And that's why that's part of why like doing something, doing the worst thing. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So we do have this dark huh, side to us that wants to rob banks that I'm not saying anybody wants to murder anybody, but like we want to do bad things. Yeah. Well, you have to assume serial killers. They enjoy must it. enjoy it. They or must why enjoy. Would it. They do it. You know. I bet the, the whole thing—the guilt and the and doing it, and then the guilt, and then the repenting, and then the doing it again, and then beating yourself up. I've had similar relationships with uh, different sins. I'm putting sin in yeah, quote sin, in my yeah. own life. Yeah, of course. I anyway, are you a believer in sin? Is there things we're supposed to be doing and things we're not supposed to be doing? I am a believer in in. Sin as in dark forces and people doing things wrong as in people doing things that hurt other people. Like yeah. murder, yeah. Oh, yeah, murder. And, you know, I I just can't kind of fathom the concept of people who wake up in the morning. You know, their alarm clock goes off. They put on their socks, put on their shoes, put on their pants, and then, uh, you know, stretch, yawn, and go, who can I hurt today? Yeah. Who can I rob? Who can I physically harm who can i steal from and the concept that that runs through their mind just it, it's very sad to me right but it's it just it's it's just awful that that people there are people that that have that isn't it uh this comes up on the show it's an alcoholics anonymous thing i think where they say hurt people hurt people so someone that's hurting someone else is also hurting and this brings me to my next theory mm. which is i think I'm, I'm a pretty big believer in self-love which is a gross thing to say yeah, but I think if we isn't it uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. The, look, I'll be the whipping boy for the for the cause because I believe that if everybody loved themselves a little bit more, yeah, it would help them love other people. You know, it starts with sure. you. Sure, I'll buy into that. Right, I believe that. Yeah, because then I value myself, and then it helps me value you. If I Beautiful. don't value Beautiful. me, then maybe I'd be that much quicker to. Doing a hit and run or something. <laughs> I love. I love that. That's that is beautiful. But on the same note, it's like I don't feel like I've. I want to excuse people who are from the wrong side of the tracks. And right. Go, hey man, I was done wrong, so now I'm going to do wrong to right. you. Right. Like right. to right. me, that's just. You know, I I think people, most human beings, unless they're chemically imbalanced or have you know severe mental issues, can know the difference between sin and bad and good. And, right. And I think anyone who commits a crime, they they they, they make the decision to do it. Mm-hmm. And and fortunately, in this society in America, there's there's ways where people can justify and and kind of uh, make a blueprint for getting out of it because they know the judicial system is so flawed and the right. legal system's got so many holes. And and I think people go, you know what? What I'm about to do is really wrong. I'm going to hurt people, but. I'm going to get out of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from I it. I think you know what it is. Is when I was in high school, we ha- we had a, like a little touchy feely um, segment or whatever. Uh, we had like a therapist and all this sort of stuff. And then we realized that we could. Uh, like I took a test and I wasn't ready for it. And I told it wasn't a lie. I was having basically a panic attack. Oh really? So I told the teacher that I like couldn't focus. Wait, just so I'm clear, a. A psychiatrist came into the, the no, school? No, I, I just knew that we had those uh, things available to us. 
you know, like there was a therapist in the school. Like in the school. school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went to see the therapist? So Is like, that what you're saying? Here, I'm kind of saying what I did was a little bit wrong, was a little oh, bit okay. of an abuse. I wasn't going to do well on the test. That's okay. what gave me the panic attack. I should have studied. Yeah. And then I abused the system and said, can I be excused? And I could. And I could take the test on another day. Oh, okay. So I think that's kind of what's happened in the judicial system in that. And I'm out of my depth here. So just listen to these as basic sure. thoughts from an idiot. Yeah. There are cases, and I always cite this case on the show, but there there was the sniper in Texas uh, who shot 37 blah, blah people. Remember in the bell tower? He's the one that like kind of started it all. Yeah, the silicon chip inside her head gets switched to overload. You know that song? No. The Boomtown Rats? It's I a- Don't Like Mondays. That song is about that individual. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. It's a great song. It's It was a number one top radio I- hit. The switch was... The silicon chip inside his head gets switched to overload. The silicon... Oh, and nobody's gonna go to school today. He's gonna make them stay at home. And daddy doesn't understand it. He always said he was good as gold. And he can see no reasons, because there are no reasons, no reasons that you need to be told. Tell me why I don't like Monday. Yeah, you got it. Tell me why. I don't know. Right at the right at the end, you got it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great tune. Well, that guy. There wasn't a silicon chip in his head. There was a brain tumor. Yeah. And uh, he wrote in his suicide note because he killed himself that he was uh, having these feelings. of mass murder for the past uh, six months, and I want you to look at my brain. I insist that you do a biopsy on my brain or whatever. Nice. And uh, they did, and then modern science now knows that the sec- section of his brain that had this tumor was in charge of things like impulse control, uh, maniac, suicidal, and uh, destructive murder thoughts mm. or whatever. Interesting. Uh, and I'm definitely, you know, oversimplifying this. Um, and the other example I always use is there There was this guy who wasn't – he was like my age. Uh, then all of a sudden like that, he just was very aroused by children, uh, goes to the doctor. Uh, he didn't act on it. Unrelated goes to the doctor and he had been turned on by kids for like six months or whatever. Yeah. They were like, well, six months ago a tumor started growing in your brain. Or they were like, you have a tumor in your brain. It's probably been there like six months. And it was in the part of his brain that controls things like sexual appetite and, and right, you know, right. ba- boundaries, all that sort of stuff. Hmm. They take the tumor out. He's no lo- he no longer has the feelings anymore. The, Interesting. The, the great punchline to that story is then like another couple years later, he sees a kid scampering by at the pool and he's aroused. He knows to go back to the doctor. The tumor had started growing back and they got it really early. Really? Interesting. So there's, there's the case for who can we judge? Like how ethical is it to judge anybody? Yeah. And then also I'm here with you to say you're right. Because of things like that that make us consider that ethical question, we have endless numbers of more people who will take advantage of it. Right. And be like, it wasn't me. I have a brain tumor. And so he does have a brain tumor. But like where does our humanity end and our conscious choice choosing end and when does it become like a physical thing? It's tough and the answer can be – can be complicated or it can be simple. It can be harsh. And, you know, sometimes the answer to me when I get mad is, you know, there's a lot of people. There's 7 billion people. If some guy decides to, you know, stick his hand down a little boy's pants, whether he's got a brain tumor 
or he's a liar, or he's just a perv. You know what? We got seven billion of us. We don't need them, and that's harsh. That's the harsh way to go. But I'm looking out for the kid. I couldn't give a fuck if a guy has a brain tumor or he's chemically imbalanced or he had a bad upbringing, and that's that's really harsh. But I, I, the, the idea of a okay. kid's life being ruined by some guy it drives me nuts. I'm about to say something horrible. Are you ready? Great. The kid then. Let's say this guy's been molesting this kid for a long time. Yeah. And you kill the guy. Yeah. The kid now. Has it has abuse in his past? Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying anything like this. Yeah, I'm just saying in your harsh black and white world, you go well. Statistically, this kid is more likely to do something, possibly. Uh, it's possible. And I don't but, I don't know if that's true, by the way. And yeah. I and I said that was horrible. I'm just well. They it say that, that that a lot of times that stuff gets passed along. That's what so, I'm saying. So so Sins the idea the that father. he might have those feelings is one thing, but if he acts on those feelings, right. that's another thing. Right. So we're not and, killing we're not killing people that stitch- it's, it's minority report. That's what we're talking about. It's like you might commit a crime so we stop you before you do it but you didn't do it. Yeah, no, stuff. that's that's pushing it too far. But if people do it, it's it's like it sounds super harsh, but you know, th- th- there's most of society just wants to get through life and not have not be molested or raped or robbed right. or stolen from. And unfortunately, in in any environment, in any species, there's always going to be a small percentage that perpetuates this stuff. And I don't know. I'm just asking the question, is it better just to carve them out and, like, get rid of them and let everyone move on peacefully? Or do you keep trying to, you know, rehabilitate them and fix them and put them back in society where – how often do you see these stories where it's repeat offender after repeat offender? Right, right. You know, the drunk driver on his third DUI kills a family. Right. You know, the child molester on his third offense of molesting a kid ends up raping and killing a kid. Right, like, right, right. I, I'm personally, I don't have time for that. Well, do you watch Breaking Bad? No. Oh, you should watch Breaking Bad. Is it good? I hear it's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. and and you you can do it the best because you have so many of them. You can kind of watch it at your leisure, and you'll you'll love it. Okay, but, and it's not a spoiler, but there's a character named Mike in the show that makes that point. He was like, um, when cops go to a physical abuse case, and it was yeah. so routine, and then one day the guy killed the girl, and it's like we should have. Yeah, why you know it? My my approach is people are going to listen to it and go, "What a dick!" But at the same time, it's like I'm looking out for your kids. I'm looking out for you. It's like I really don't have a lot of patience for the person who's who's you know not right. You're I, Judge Dredd. I'm 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 looking out for the people that don't deserve this type of uh, things to happen to You're them. You're looking out for Mega City One. I guess I am. I guess I am, and I know I know it's harsh and it's cold. But I tell you what, man, if you had a kid or I had a kid or anyone listening had a kid and somebody, you know, a repeat offender like raped your kid or did something horrible, I can't stomach that. It's like get rid of the problem, you know. Yeah. But it's it, it, you know I get it. There's a lot of grayness. There's a lot of blurred lines but where it's the, like who, what, how long has he been out? You know what? What did he really do? Is, is what did he really get convicted? You know th- that's right. the problem. There's, right. There's so many gray areas. But that's the but problem with life. That's life. See, it's annoying. What you're saying is appealing. 
what you're saying appeals to our instinct and is why we survive as a species. We have this black and white, cut it off, leave the sick person in the herd because we have to keep going. We're on a pilgrimage and we got to get to water or we're going to die, so leave that sick person. And when I say sick, I just mean people oh, sick I know, I know, in, I know. in a perverted, or demented way. the same way. thing. We're in a herd and there's a the guy that keeps diddling everybody. Fuck it. You can hack him in the face with your machete and yeah. you're, you're the alpha and you keep going. Yeah. But the problem with life and everything is like – I mean, you run into those cases where it's like, oh, that guy was innocent or like you run into one. So in your situation, right. you have to be like, yeah, I make mistakes. You have to be like Mystic River, spoiler alert. But at the end, Sean Penn yeah. killed Tim Robbins and he's just like, yeah, I thought he uh, I thought he raped my, I know. my daughter. I it, know. It, that's why it's so hard to pull that off. But, it, you know, at the, at the end of the day, if you, if you go by my harsh analysis, it's like. Look, there's a lot of people. Right. You know what I mean? At, at the end of... Yeah, but at, you know what this movie is? This is act one of the movie, yeah. and you're you. Yeah. And you know what act two is? You know what the beginning of act two is? It's I get nailed for something. You get... Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then you have to escape. This is the story yeah. as old as time. Yeah. And you're like, I know. And they're like, the Harland Law says. And you're like, fuck the Harland Law. I'm Harland. I know. But what's funny is at the end of the end of the end of the end of the day... I thought you were going to say at the end of the movie, you kill yourself because you're like, that's how much I believe in well, Harlan's no, at the law. Well, no, at the end of the day, it's all just people. And much like we talked like earlier, people like Bono and Abraham Lincoln and Martin <laughs> Luther King and, and Jesus and whoever, yeah. they're all just human beings with stories. And we've we've taken just a man full of bones and muscle and tissue and ideas, and we've put that person up. If if you want to say, let's say human beings are skyscrapers, yes, we've made bigger skyscrapers out of other people, and and right. all the fantasy we put around them, all the amazing. Well, it's only in the human world, and it's it's only it's only because we made them like that. But we're all just people. They do be, they become symbols. I think about this yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I'm not saying they're not. I I like them. I I like you know great people and symbolic people, and but at the same time, I also look at. You know, if we're just one big tribe of humans, it's like it's like you know, they're just stories. You know, right. all the other species on the planet, like gorillas, don't think about the gorilla that walked away that saved the girl from the tree. You know, right. or the, the cheetah that saved its cub from from the lion. It's like that that story's gone the minute they turn around. Right. But we hold on to all this stuff, like football heroes and sports well, that, it's heroes. Ego. And, it's all ego, and and so it's it's. it's but animals it's, have no ego, and they're in the. That's a beautiful thing, actually. Yeah. What you just said, a, yeah. a, a tiger that saves its cub is not doing it so that later it will be perceived as a good tiger, right? And you should give it extra food. Yeah, it just goes back to where's my the, mind. I am. Yeah. Oh well, because it goes back to what I'm saying. It's like you know we're talking about preserving these people and helping these people, and and you know it, it's it's weird because it all just breaks down to. If we're a collective group of people and there's a, a you know some of them are bad it's like you know if we didn't have all these stories you'd probably just cut them out you'd cast them out you know what i mean like if we were if we were a tribe of cavemen of 7 billion cavemen we were still primal yeah and there were people that were hurting the tribe yeah. they would be cast out right but we as a civilized culture we try to keep them in the in the fold and and in doing so, sometimes we rehabilitate, but a lot of times they just keep going on and perpetuating pain. I, and look, I, again, I'm going to 
concede that what you're saying appeals to me. It's just interesting because grace and forgiveness are things that make us true. Human. And I, I and agree with those. If we take it to a smaller fault, yeah, it's not somebody going around um, raping or killing or right. hurting children, but it's somebody that like ate more food than they ought to, and I'm the alpha of the tribe, and like it's up to me to club this guy, right, right, <laughs> or be like, you know, I've been hungry too. I don't know what blood sugar is, but he probably had low blood sugar. <laughs> Let's leave him be. And then, like, you know, we don't want to get rid of that. No, I'm, I'm again, this is extreme cases of, yeah, sure. of, of you know, harming children and right. raping women. Well, what like do we that, do to those people now? Don't we do that now? Not really. I mean, look how, you know, if, if you went in and looked at the statistics or, or looked at the, the crime folders on on rapists and murderers and child perverts. I bet you'd see these are people that have been in and out of the system, a lot of them, right? that have been in and out of the system, you know, many times. Well, there you go. That's me with Pete Holmes. And again, you know, I listen to some of that stuff back, and I go, do I even know what the hell I'm talking about? I don't have any statistics in front of me to prove it. I guess I'm just going off of stories i've heard on the news and things i've read in the in the uh, newspaper or online or whatever i i see this is why i don't do a lot of interviews because it may come across as sounding knowledgeable maybe intelligent but then i go wait a minute i I didn't really look up any statistics on on you know rapists and murderers and maybe i'm completely wrong so i don't know sometimes when you're in an interview situation and someone throws something at you your brain your brain jumps right on the iceberg that's floating that has information about the topic. And so I guess like we started talking about criminals and the criminal element and whatever, and my brain just went to, okay, where's that spot in my brain that knows everything I've heard or everything I think I know about that, and then I just start spewing it out. And hopefully a lot of it's accurate and intelligent and makes sense, but... That's that's kind of why I guess I don't do a lot of these interviews because I just I, I don't know. I don't love getting totally serious about stuff. It's I, I like thinking serious. I like talking with my friends serious, but I don't know. It, I'm mixed about doing it too much and too long. And that's why my podcast I I keep it kind of in the middle. I do like getting serious with you guys, but I always try to balance it out with something that sounds like it came out of the mind of a demented three-year-old who eats carrots through his nose. Hello! Uh, <laughs> notice I sniffed at the... Got carrots up my nose, man. Uh, so anyways, uh, interesting journey. Uh, I hope you liked it. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, one of the reasons I put it up here, I didn't mention it at the top of this show, but I mentioned it at the top of the first episode we did. I got a lot of comments online, on social media, at my website. People really seem to enjoy my uh, my podcast conversation with Pete Holmes. So I thought I'd share it with you guys. There it is. Two more segments to go. We'll play them uh, down the road, and you can hear them. I'll pick it right up where we left off, and, uh, and there you go. So something a little different to throw into the mix there, you know. Um, let's jump ahead to some announcements here. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Um, let's see. What's going on? Uh, I want to mention a show I have coming up in June, June 27th. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. Uh, they have like a Pittsburgh comedy festival. It's a Friday night. 
and it's some at some big theater. I'm going to get details, but if you want details immediately, you can go to harlanwilliams.com, click on my stand-up um, uh, window, and you can get all the info you need and ticket information for my one-night show at the Comedy Festival in uh, in Pittsburgh on June 27th. It's going to be really cool. So I hope you can make it out to that, and then check check the uh, calendar for uh, for uh, fall dates. Where I'll, I'll, I'm doing a lot of touring in the fall, so hopefully I'll be coming to your town or city. Um, check out the store, williartharlowwilliams.com. We got lots of fun merchandise in the store for you to buy: t-shirts, CDs, DVDs, artwork, music, books, you name it. Fresh cupcakes? No. Um, also, uh, click on my YouTube channel. It's a free subscription. You just click on it to join and you will get any of my wacky videos that I post coming to you. Um, what else? Um, you can write to me at harlanwilliams.com or if you want to phone and leave a voicemail, I always love getting those. You might get yourself on the highway. The number is 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. Three two three seven thirty nine forty three thirty. Feel free to call in, and you're not going to talk to anyone. It's just a voicemail box, so you can leave whatever you want on there. And if I like it, I put it on the uh, the showy woey. Oh, I'm out of breath. And I didn't even talk. I, that that's all. I, all the talking I did was with Pete, which was a while ago. So I, it's like this little segment right here is all the talking I've really had to do. But I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, stay tuned for the next two uh, segments to round out the whole You Made It Weird thing. Uh, Check out Pete Holmes' uh, podcast, You Made It Weird. Also, check out allthingscomedy.com where you can find my podcast lurking amongst uh, many other funny people like Jake Johansson and people like that. And we're going to have a fun old time. Okay, so that's it for now. Uh, Until next time, everybody, chicken. Xiaomi, baby. <laughs>